0: everyone and welcome back to Hometown Conversations. I'm Jill and this is my co-host Roman.
1: Hey Jill, how are you today?
0: I'm doing good, how are you?
1: Well, you know, it is, I don't know, 70-ish degrees outside and uh, I don't know, we're getting like another summer or spring, I don't know what this is.
0: Feels like the last really nice day. I think a lot of people have tried to spend the day outside today as kind of one last ditch summer effort.
1: I I went and did a 25 mile bike ride uh, this morning, or this afternoon, so... Got that accomplished. Rode over to Silver Lake and back on the on the old loose line. So nice got that done.
0: job. I walked out to the garbage receptacle at work across nice the work. parking lot. So I mean, nice I'm work. You're probably good.
1: You're probably kicking my butt on the steps for the day, but I have all my rings closed in my watch. So I you feel should figure good.
0: out how to strap that thing to your ankle.
1: That would be an idea. Although then. People might think I'm on some sort of work release program or something. So there's that too.
0: Well, we we don't want that.
1: Yeah, no. Well, this week we are joined by Matt Bilkey uh, from Edward Jones here in town and Bo Young from American Family Insurance. How are you fellas doing today? Oh,
2: super. Doing super. really
1: well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, not sure what to do with my hands. I'm not either. <laughs> I sit here and I talk with my hands during this thing, and the first thing Matt does is, is kind of you know tease me about it, but that's fun. Bo, you sounded very Minnesotan when you said that. You're I tried. like, oh, super. I tried.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you succeeded. Thank you. You just, even impressed me, like oh, the yeah. quintessential Minnesota talker. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's just
2: mirroring, you know. It's it's incredible, the things you pick up around your I've
3: friends. I've been here nine and a half so. years. By now, I should be able to do a little Minnesota.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You should be able
1: to. Okay. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys taking the time out. We've been talking about having the two of you guys on separately here, but, you know, there's there's some things that came up, and I thought, you know, you guys could offer some uh, interesting perspective um, I might have to separate the two of you, which will be fun. Um, if you hear slaps, if you, if, if you hear that,
4: it's, yeah, it's me hitting bow or I'm going to have to turn turn this car me, around, so. young men. <laughs>
3: There's so much going on, if you could only see. Right? I know, I
1: wish, <laughs> yeah. right?
0: Okay. I don't know what's going on under the table, and I think I'm all right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> well,
1: before we get into it, I have a question for everyone. Um, and the question is, what would you guys like to re-experience because you did not appreciate it fully the first time? First thing that comes to your head. Jill, do you want to start?
0: Yeah, you know, I think um, it's easy to say, uh, well, I don't know. Like, right away, I want to be like college, right? Because you don't really understand how valuable of a time that is until you're adulting and paying, you know, all the bills and raising the kids and, you know, vacuuming and mowing and stuff. But I did. I really loved college, and I feel like I embraced it. Um I don't know. This is hard for me, and I've talked about this in other podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't live behind. Right. I don't I don't have a lot of regrets. I feel like I embrace what I'm supposed to embrace, and if I didn't, my bad, and I move on.
1: Right. Um, I, think, I don't know. I'll land
0: with college. It was my gut reaction. I'm going to stick with it.
1: I think the first music festival for me. That's oh, where yeah. I land. I'd like to read. You know, we talk about this a lot when we're, like, listening to music, driving down there. I'm like, oh, this takes me back to the, just my first music festival. So I... That is one thing that pops to my head right now. Just just random. That's the first one. What about you guys?
0: Go ahead, Matt.
2: Yeah. You know, um the first the first thing that came to my mind was Taco John, so maybe I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure.
0: You can never Shout do Taco, out Taco Johns. Out to, uh, six the pack, first pack and a pound. six, uh, you know, six uh, pack and a pound.
2: got my high school is all about six pack and a pound. Yeah, right. But as you mentioned, as you mentioned college, it really took me back to uh like my junior and senior year of high school and how um, involved I was in everything and uh, not being able to really live in the moment and and separate myself and be able to step back and say, wow, this is actually pretty cool. And uh, it's great to to run into old classmates and old friends, but um, boy, I feel like I kind of missed out by not taking more time to just kind of realize where I was in the
1: moment. Senior year is like that a little bit, right? You know, you just like senior year was my favorite year in, in high school. And I don't feel like I took full advantage of realizing all that it was, mm-hmm. even though I participated in a lot. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you a hundred percent.
1: Joseph.
3: Well, so I may be the worst guest, um, because <laughs> I'm going to just kind of play off those two. Uh, first of all, I crushed senior year. That was good. Mm-hmm. I don't need to redo it. It was pretty awesome. I don't need to um, redo I, it. I <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I did live in the moment during that year, but I, I would have to say college. I'm a college dropout. Right. So, uh, I guess a chance to redo I was there one year, okay and i uh I, th- i didn't embrace that whole experience at all. Mm-hmm. I drank my way through it. I will say that um and not all that successfully but mm-hmm.
0: um but yeah i it's interesting you say right that you know you didn't embrace it fully. I was chatting with a a dad in town recently, and his son is a senior. And is going to go to a college and play a sport at college. And I try to be careful not to give too much away, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I mean, other than knowing where he's going to go to school and what sport he's going to play, he has literally no idea what he wants to do with his life. And it is a little bit of a lot to expect our children at this age to just be like, well, I'm going to go and drop tens of thousands of dollars at that age and have this expectation of knowing what they're supposed to do with their life. And we just assume like it's second nature that they should just be able to do that. And I think that's a lot to ask of kids. It is. And I want to I want to mention
3: something here Yeah, for the record, for those that are listening, there's no prep here. So like we just showed up, <laughs> and Roma just dropped a question and everybody would think like I was on a two hour webinar today oh, and yeah. like to act like they just got the questions and they didn't prep. No, there's literally no prep. So no, you have no. no
0: idea what's coming and there's more bowl. Okay. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right. So,
3: See, we-
2: I'm when in we in a s- pair of basketball shorts and a Trenton Dairy shout out <laughs> very, Derry handsome basketball yeah. hoodie. very handsome. just coming with grass on my feet from mowing the lawn mm-hmm. thinking, oh yeah, we're going to walk in Romans and we're going to talk about friends. I'm like, oh yeah, cool, I'm uh-huh. friends with
3: these guys. <laughs> we're going to get in
2: some deep philosophical
1: thoughts. I'm going to end up bawling in a corner <laughs> of the house somewhere. but
3: Yeah, I'll be in the, like a tub sucking my thumb if yeah. that's all said yeah. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine.
1: I think we've, we've found that when we do these kinds of things, and you know, we talked about, we have the next section here is going to be what we talked to you guys about. Uh, but when we, when we do these things, we find that when we're asking some of the deeper questions anyway. Um, some of those first things that just pop in your head so you don't have time to like really think deep about it, you give some more honest answers that way. So when we get to those things, and that's why I popped that question off right at the beginning, so you guys said, and I heard the whispering over here, what in the hell was that? <laughs> like there was there was some immediate like oh my god we're just jumping in yeah I'm like yeah I man we're not gonna mess around we're getting into this thing yeah.
3: yeah if we could have a little foreplay for a second just to kind of get it going it'd be a little bit better if you don't mind okay. that's that's no. awesome oh, really? that, that's the
1: Jill after dark um episode that we <laughs> just, were talking about oh last now time. it's just
0: me after dark no <laughs> oh. uh, I said Jill
1: and Roman after dark
0: did I say Jill after <laughs> okay. dark I meant He's Jill an and Roman Jill. Jill. after
4: dark no
1: Jill yeah. and, <laughs> and <laughs> Roman <laughs> after dark <laughs> Jill and Roman after dark well that sounds like a fun way to start the podcast doesn't it so. Um, one of the things that we, I want to talk to you guys about, and I think both of you guys um, bring some enlightenment to this conversation on this one. Um, I, a couple weeks ago, the Hutch leader ran a poll that asked, how easy or difficult is it to develop deep and lasting friendships in Hutchinson? And I'll give you the stats that they came out. 11.9% said they were born and raised here, and they find it really easy to make close friends in Hutchinson. 19% say that they were born and raised here, but find it difficult. stated they were not born here, but they still find it easy to make close friends. But overwhelmingly, 55% of the people in that poll stated that they were not born here and they find it difficult to make close friends in Hutchinson. And I think when, when we look at our, our business uh, that's going on here in town, the business community, right? 3M, uh, they bring in people from all over the place, um, you know, that make Hutchinson home. Um, We've got, you know, Upanor that's doing the same thing. And, Warrior, we've got all these manufacturing things going on here in town. They're all bringing people in from a long ways away. TDK, TDK is another one. Um, and when you sit there and you say, that's one of the first things I heard when I moved to town. People were like, good luck, you know, good luck finding anybody. Um, and I heard that from a few people. And I, I've lived all over Minnesota, and I found Hutchinson to be one of the more friendliest um, communities that I've ever lived in. And when I first moved here, all my friends were from places that I'd lived before. You know, got Austin, Minnesota, Waconia, all these kinds of places. But it wasn't until I got involved in the community that changed all that. I think all that changed anyway. So I think for most people moving to a new town, they find it difficult initially.
0: Yeah, so um, each of you brings an interesting perspective to this conversation today. Matt, you're born and raised here. Oh, townie for sure. (laughs) I like that
2: 11%.
0: Eleven (laughs) percent townie or uh, no?
2: Eleven. I'm in the first category. So yeah, I was born and raised here. I spent all but a couple years here for when I was in college in Kansas and came back. So and I've always found it easy to make friends here. But there's reasons for that that we'll get into later in the absolutely.
0: So you find it easy to make friends here? I sure do. Yeah. Do you think that being born and raised here has hindered your ability to make friends, deep and lasting relationships, or helped it?
2: Oh, I would say helped it for sure. Okay. Um, being from here, uh, you know, you have a unique perspective as to how the community has grown, um, where people are, what they do, um, certain circles, and, and Hutchinson has always been fairly clicky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, f- So so being inside of that, uh, I would say helps. Um, but uh, there's there's many ways to to find people. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, being from here is is just kind of giving me the leg up on the competition, I guess.
0: Nice. So, Bo, you're a transplant like Roman and I. Yes, um, and I think I think, and we'll talk about this more in a second. But as adults, I think it's harder to find close friends than it is when you're uh, surrounded by people like you, right? Like in school or whatnot. So, as someone who moved here, how did you bridge that gap of not knowing anyone? Ooh, um, well, first, I I
3: wonder if it's so much about the community or is it just the person. Right, a great question. Uh, I mean, That's, if you've yeah. been forced to, I moved a lot as a kid, so I was forced into developing new social circles like all the time. It's one of the gifts that I didn't see growing up sure. having to move. That I think it taught me some some skills. So yeah. it may not be a community thing. I don't know what it's like to live in another community between thirty five and forty five and try to make friends. This is the only experience I have, so I have nothing to compare it to. But I would say. Uh, when I moved to town, the same thing, Roman, that you mentioned that, uh, when i went going to join the leadership Institute and I was told like right away, this town's clicky, good luck, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good luck getting in. Um, you're not never going to be one of the good old boys, uh, this and mm-hmm. that. And I, so that was like literally like it was a warning sign and I have an experience it. I'm surrounded by some amazing people right now, like in this room mm-hmm. that wasn't hard to develop a friendship with i don't think you know so um and so i, I don't know I think there's a personal side if you 've never been out of of your s- challenge in that in that way, then you might have a more difficult time um to, to to make friends, whether it be here or any other community i don't i don't know i don't know I don't, I, think,
0: I was told the exact same thing and yeah, yeah. weird I moved here like I, I literally the exact same thing from a woman, the first person that well I think some people had said it, and i've always been it, a, like severe case of extrovert. Like when I do the the <laughs> testing, I'm like 99% because I think they just don't give anybody 100% on anything on those things. And so I kind of was like, whatever, yeah, try me, right? And then there was this sweet woman in the restaurant that I worked at and she was like 85. And she's like, you're not from here, are you? And I was like, no. She's like, I can tell. I moved here 60 years ago and I still feel like an outsider. I'm like, welcome yeah that's kind of sad can i get you something like i don't really know what to do with that information but yeah
1: i uh i you know when i i moved here um early 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 2000s i've lived in hutchinson actually longer than i've lived anywhere else in my life um and one of the things that i i did i i moved to town heard the same things i was golfing out at oakdale i golfed at the crow here a little bit um and i heard the same things you guys did you know good luck basically and i'm like I don't understand why it's like why it's like that. I used I was telling somebody earlier, we had Jill and I had a meeting for a future podcast here about an hour before we came here. And one of the things I was telling her is that when when I moved around to all these different towns, I lived in Austin for a while, Waconia, and you know, all these other places. And I would I would judge whether or not the town is friendly or not based on whether or not somebody would wave at me when I rode by on my bicycle. Hutchinson was easily the most friendly. People wave at you all the time, and I'm like, see, I don't understand what people are saying. But then I moved here and I, I lived here for 10 years before, about 10 years uh, before I found friends in town. Uh, and that was largely my fault. To your point, Bo, I think it was mostly me. I sat in my, I'd, I'd come home, I worked with my family to begin with, right? So where do you meet friends? Typically at work or in social circles, right? Yeah, yep. I don't have a social circle in town at, at that time because I worked with my parents and, and my sister, and my now brother-in-law. So it's like, you sit there and you're like, where am I supposed to meet friends? What am I going to do, hang out at the bar all night? That's not going to work. Um, so about that 10-year mark or nine-year mark, I decided that I was going to jump into the photography club. Uh, just random group. I had an interest in photography, so I thought, what the hell, let's go take a look, see what it is. That led me to a gig with the Chamber of Commerce. I met you know Mary through you know uh, down at the Chamber through some other things. And she's like, I think you should try leadership. And I was like, eh, well, I blew that off for a year. And then came back to it and went into it. And that, you know, that's where Bo and I uh, you know, became friends there. And through that and then through joining a gym, I just started meeting people. So I think somewhat for me, it was my own inability to get out of my own way. So I'd sit here and say, yeah, absolutely. I have, all my friends live in Rochester or they live in Austin or they live in you know, Arizona somewhere. And it wasn't until I decided to get involved in something that that really kind of changed. So do you guys feel like that's what people are missing in their search? Or, you know, what what is the barrier between that? Because we, we in the meeting we had just before that, it's constant, especially in younger people.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I, I would wonder, I, I came here, moved here with a family, right? Mm-hmm. So that we just, with no other out, outside family. So we were just, we leaned into each other. And so I wasn't like trying to find nightlife or, or something like that, which I think would have been a very different spot. Uh, I I also would think that, uh, you know, I think that if you were someone uh, uh, with, you know, pretty diverse background, I, I would wonder what it'd be like to be in this community and, mm-hmm. and break into this community a little bit. But but I, I do think, I mean, it's I think somebody's got to take personal ownership of it. Of, of putting themselves out there and getting involved in different organizations, different things to try to meet new people and being open to being a little more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then they can, then they can meet great people and have a great time. Right. Yeah. But if you, if you do, I think when we first met Roman, you, you talked about that, how you, you didn't do anything. You blame the community that there's nothing to do, but you realize that there's a lot going on in it's Hutchinson what, all yeah. the time. Yep. But if you're uh and this is not to be offensive, but if you're a basement dweller, right. And you're not going out, then you can't really speak to what the community has to offer. And so that's
4: that's
2: a thousand percent, right? Like you should put yourselves in the positions or in the places that you have interests in. Mm -hmm. Like I play piano at church, so I have a church circle. I'm involved with the chamber. So I have a chamber circle. Um, if you want to play softball on Mondays or Tuesdays, if you're athletic, go down to the gym. Go down to a gym. Go down to the fields. Like, put yourself in the places where there's commonality, right? And then go from there. And if it's, um, and if it is the basement, if you're on Discord, if you're playing a video game, that's your family. That's Absolutely. that's your friends. Like, yeah. I have great friends that I've met through through playing video games, and a couple of them are in Utah. One of them is in Colorado. Um, and, and we've gotten together. And it's, it's, a, it's a completely different type of friendship. It's not the tangible, I'm with you sitting on the couch having wings, you know, that sort of thing. But, um, you know, my mom, shout out to Cheryl, um, would, <laughs> Cheryl. Would, always, would always put yourself in the places you want to be. Yeah. And with that, you'll grow from that. Yeah. So if you, wanna, if, if you want friends at the gym, then you have to go to the gym, and then you have to talk to somebody eventually you know you gotta
1: you have to almost come out of your out of your shell somewhat right right like i i think before i moved to hutchinson i was probably more of an introvert than what i really care to like let on sure but being involved in all these things i was telling this person we were meeting with that like when i'm in a large group setting like if all of us were to go somewhere i'll be right there firing away but if i had to lead the charge to go to a big group it's going to take me a hot minute to kind of build up the confidence I think somewhat, I'm, I am still have in my head that I'm worried that somebody's going to reject you, right? And I think that's somewhat, you know, mm-hmm. where younger generation is, too. They're maybe fresh out of, you know, high school, just going to college for the first time, or maybe even freshly out of uh, college, and now they've left all their friends behind in college, and they're moving to this town with knowing nobody. And there's just, you just kind of, it's easy to kind of step back mm-hmm. and not put yourself out there for, for fear of, being rejected or for fear of saying no, like yeah. I got my good friends, right? Like, I, I think that's kind of where I I think where I land on it. I just, I had to get out of my own way.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I think if they did a, I'm sure they do polls, right? In most communities or a lot of communities, if they did that, I think you'd find fairly similar mm-hmm. results, right? It's yep. the community is what you make of it. This community has a ton to offer. Absolutely. There's some amazing people here, right? Yeah. And and so, I I, I don't know.
2: Right. well we de- we describe our leadership group as chosen family mm-hmm. like that that's a very purposeful statement. like we chose to invest our time, our efforts into into these people, our friends mm-hmm. who who are now like family, mm-hmm. and you don't know that until you ask right <laughs> right like right. For everyone that's worried about getting rejected or having that no or you know not feeling worthy enough, at least you know. And then you can but, yeah. move on. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you, you got to shoot your shot, whether it's asking <laughs> that person out on a date, whether that's yeah. going and having a burger, whether that's going to the new church, whether that's going to the gym and asking a question. You got to ask. Mm-hmm. And the worst, the, the, literally the worst thing can say is no. And then you know, so you can move on. And you yeah. can yeah. check
0: yeah. with the next group or right. whatever. Just, right. Yeah.
2: And you got to experience those things. If you think you would really like band and you try it and it's terrible, you tried it. Now Move on. You know. On, yeah. You know? And now you know. <laughs> yeah. Now you know. And you now just, you whatever. can be a part of the group that didn't like band. <laughs>
4: <You> know, <laughs> and so,
0: that's a commonality right exactly, there. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you don't know until you try. So, so oh, go ahead.
0: We've all talked. Most of us here have talked about living elsewhere, right? Yeah. And do you guys think that friendships and. Welcomingness—that's a new word. I'll send Neat. it. In. I'll send Welcoming. it into the dictionary, folks, in a minute here. Miriam and Webster. Um, <laughs> do you think it varies uh, from state to state, from town to town? And and I'm going to give my examples. And I want to lead off with I hate generalizations, but it's what I'm going to do right now. Super perfect. When I lived in uh, Chicago, I lived there for one year. There was a sense of. Uh, that Minnesota nice feel, but with no next step. Everybody was nice to your face, but I never felt like I got invited to be part of yep. groups. It was hard to wiggle in. When I lived in Denver, I could have filled 17 social calendars with strangers that just wanted me to come over. Not because I'm mm-hmm. so fantastic. They treated everyone that way. They are the they were the most welcoming, people the most like, well, hey, I'm having some people over. You're new here. Come. And then somebody else was like, yeah, but I'm having a party. Come to mine. I I literally, I was flabbergasted with how actually nice people were in Denver, not just face value nice. My brother, uh, several years ago, started a dog training business. And so he spends half of the year in texas and half of the year in minnesota because he trains outdoor dogs and it's too hot there and too cold here and whatever and he's like you know for a while before he got married he'd go out to eat by himself a lot and he's like in minnesota people give you the head nod or they avoid you and you sit at the bar by yourself and in texas nine people invite me to join them at their table and eat dinner with them because i'm alone He's like, you wouldn't believe how different it is. And I'm just curious if anybody else has had experiences in different locations that felt very different to you than you've experienced either in Hutchinson or Minnesota in general or... What do you have, Matt?
2: You know, I was just thinking of, you know, when I was in Kansas, um, the majority of the people that I had on my floor in my classes, we had commonalities, So that was the freshman dorm. We were all freshmen. We had something to talk about. We were in a certain class. We had something to talk about, you know. Um, I can definitely recognize Minnesota Nice as the head nod, the two-finger wave, and the Mm -hmm. glad-to-see-you're-alive next thought. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I've been at places, bars in Texas for national softball, and the people are just like, you're not from around here. Come have a drink with me, you know, like just like you said. To where uh, you know, I it, I it very well could be a regional thing. To where, uh, it yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just interesting. Have you have you've lived in other states, haven't you, both? Yeah, I, I I've lived in
3: Iowa, I've lived in Arizona, and now Minnesota. And I I guess until being asked that question, I hadn't really thought of it. Sure. I think Iowa, I think Des Moines was similar to here. I don't. I don't think it was. You know, you go to the, the local tavern that everybody just invites you in. And, you know, if you're somewhere and it's busy, you don't get to share the end of that table, right? I don't. I don't right. think that's, that's that's unnatural there and here. Mm-hmm. But when I lived in Arizona, I can't say that I noticed a more friendly atmosphere like Texas, like you're describing, or Colorado, or Denver. Sure. So I, I don't know. But it, it would be weird if that was regional. That. People are well, and just then that you, much and more then inviting.
0: You break it down more. Is it rural versus urban? Is it this? You I mean, there's so yeah. many like. Yeah. Doors you, you two to have open such
3: amazing charisma. So if you're somewhere else, I'm sure people are like, "Come join
0: us," well, <laughs> right? I don't know about that. I don't either. I've, it felt widespread to me.
2: Yeah, I, I wasn't going in there just making myself available. Like, you weren't just shooting off. Right, the finger guns weren't just <laughs> going crazy. They weren't for uh, you? That's no, not, that's not uh, there's like a lot of times oh. that I'll just, yeah, I'll go out to eat by myself and sit in a booth mm-hmm. at Country Kitchen and read the news and have a dinner, and nobody will say hi or anything. It's not like I'm putting the vibe out in the booth, <laughs> just being like, oh, somebody should come over and talk to me, you know?
4: <laughs>
3: You just need
2: to bring a microphone and pretend you're just
1: like doing something when you're there.
3: Just go full Ron Burgundy on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's terrible.
1: So Matt, you you had mentioned that uh, you know there's this group of people in here that uh, you know 19% say they were born and raised here and find it difficult. I, mean, I don't. I don't. I feel like if you were born and raised in a place, that it would just be easier because you know pretty much everybody. Is it? Do you feel like it's harder just because we're adults, or you know what? What do you think is kind of laying behind that?
2: you know some of it i think is you 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 let yourself get in the way yeah you 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 set these boundaries or these hard fast opinions up about somebody that you know the old hutchinson is it's it's the hutch mafia and if you look uh there's 20% of the uh, of you know of the land that's owned by five people and oh my gosh, it's, you know, we set up these assumptions that you'll never get into the old boys club or the good old boys club, you know, these certain circles, Mm -hmm. then create your own. Mm -hmm. You may not be meant for that five group of friends who graduated high school together and are now millionaires and, you know, that, why why would you even want to be there at that point? I mean, so... So getting past yourself, it's not really a popular opinion, I don't think, these days, but getting past yourself and saying, hey, you know what, if I, if I can't get in with that tribe, then I've got to create my own tribe, yeah. or I've got to look for people that have more similar interests. Because just because you pedestalize something else doesn't mean that you don't have availability to people who think just like you.
1: Right. You know? I think there's a lot of organizations in town that are, look, that are uh, an easy gateway Oh, to meet friends yeah, you know you look absolutely. at jc's and stuff like that and rotary and some of the referral groups that are available i think there's there's opportunities there we just have to put ourselves in the position to to make to be successful right well, yeah. and,
0: and don't be intimidated i don't i don't think you know even if you talk about this these five people that own 20 percent of the land right or whatever no, no, exactly
1: yeah
4: but
0: <laughs> if you look at a group of people you could look at uh, this chosen family leadership group and be too intimidated to ask how I can help. Mm-hmm. You might look at the three volunteers at the uh, alliance and be too intimidated to ask, how can I help? Yeah. Nobody in their right mind is going to turn you away or treat you unkindly because you want to help. And like Matt said earlier, if they do, move on
2: yeah.
3: and this not is life
0: on some <laughs> level people yeah. are gonna sometimes not be nice to you and then guess what you get to choose not to hang around them and pick some other people yeah so just keep going you know i i, I maybe it's maybe it's worth or mention or not
3: but the reality is when you get to a certain point a certain age i don't know if you you're not necessarily looking to meet new friends all the time
2: right, right? Like, yeah
3: either either you've been burned and you're just like I'm not going to open myself up to another clown that's just going to just ruin me, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. So you get to a certain point, no matter what community, and you're, you're like, I've got a core group. Yeah. I, I I just need trustworthy people around me, people that inspire me, people that lift me up, people that make me laugh, people that challenge me on occasion. Right. That's what you want, and it doesn't necessarily mean you need one new person to do it. It's great when you come across and you can expand friendships, but I think you get to the point where that's not what you're always looking for. Yeah. Right. And you just I'm gonna I'm gonna close into who I have. And that's okay.
0: And I feel like this topic is kind of answering my, my last question in this little, in this little area, but just in case somebody's got anything else, I, I think it's relevant to talk about how we meet people and how we make friends and how that changes over the years. So from kindergarten until you graduate, whether you're graduating from high school, college, graduate school, whatever, you have like people in the same room as you and a lot of them. Right? So maybe diversity and interests and backgrounds change, but they're all the same age. They're all going, or at least going through the same thing as you, and you get to see these people every day. So it's pretty easy to, well, not always easy, but you've got friend options right there. When you start a job, your your daily exposure can change. You might be 20 years old in an office full of 40-something-year-old parents. That's not that you can't be friends with them. It's different. Yeah. You might start a job at a place with two people. You might not like either one of them. <laughs> they might not like you. I mean, so how, as your exposure to friend options expands, because like Roman said earlier, it's just not going to happen going to the bar every night, right? Likely. I don't know. Um, so how do, you, how do you find them?
2: Well, and just as a little bit of a sidebar. If if the bar crew is the one that you want, if that's what you have well, in common,
0: fair enough. Go do the meat
2: raffles and and yeah. belly up with the Vikings fans or the Gophers fans locally. You know, um, actually, if, very good point, man. You know, if that's if that's the case, go rub elbows with those people. And if that's the tribe you want to live with, then that's the tribe you want to live with. That's great. Absolutely. Find your find your find your people. Yeah. Um. Well, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: where do you yeah. find your
2: yeah, um, for me, it's been plugging in um, to, to the leadership group, the chamber. The chamber has you know well over three hundred members, and um, there's there's a lot of opportunity there to mix and mingle. Um, church has been an easy one for me. Softball has been an easy one for me. Golf has been an easy one for me. Um, I I could list out fifteen different things that I'm a part of that I can I can honestly say I've, I've garnered a few very deep friendships from um so finding those opportunities or or really going to the root of the issue is identifying what makes you tick mm-hmm. identifying yeah. what really makes you happy what joy what you want more of in your life and then going for that if you're really into photography the photography club if you're really into artistry go down to tara's shop the paint shop or go down to the center for the arts you're really into history go down to the museum you know like there's certain things that are out there for the people but you really should identify what you're passionate about and then go from there because if you want to be around cyclists go cycle if you want to be around runners go find steve gosser if you you know there's lots of different things If Um, you can catch him if yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you can catch him and for the people that don't know where those opportunities lie um then it's trying to find the right people that can plug you into that. The Chamber of Commerce, your local church. Find a
3: townie. Find
2: mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to help you out. Um,
3: can you put your address and your phone number down? Yeah, right. I'll direct you. you to Cheryl Belkey, my mom.
2: Okay. Um, no, but um, you know, start. You got to start somewhere. Start somewhere, and 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 then just go from there. And don't be afraid to ask.
3: I think sometimes you. Uh, you're You get put in a situation because of your your family dynamics for example right so when i've I've got kids in sports, you're inevitably going to be around the parents of their of their teammates or what have you so when you do that, you can either be kind of superficial right you see them at the event, you high five you do mm-hmm. this, and there's really nothing that's developed beyond that other than an acquaintance right or sometimes it's enough that you, uh, you, you turn it into a friendship, right? So, yeah. but, I, but I do agree with Matt. That just find some commonalities for that. So some of it's just, it just naturally happens. It's just, you know, I, and I would say, like just going back to moving to Hutchinson, and uh, Leadership Institute for me was, was, a, was the big thing along with the networking referral group, but leadership forced me out of my own comfort zone. I remember sitting at Squeaky's talking to you, but it wasn't <laughs> a leadership event. It was a chamber event that I happened to know you because I went to leadership. Right. And so there was this somewhat.
1: There's a commonality. I, there,
3: there, I was more comfortable. You're the only yeah. dude in the room that I had any idea who he was. I'm like, right. I'm, I'm going to probably sit down and talk to this guy for a little bit. And look where that, that's gone. Yeah. It's awesome. But it did take plugging in
4: mm-hmm.
3: for a minute. Mm-hmm. So, Well, think
2: back to like your best friends growing up. How did you get to be best friends with them? Like yeah, I should. can't identify why, or when, or how those people like really entered my life. You can kind of have an idea, but why did it get so sticky and so deep? Like as a relationship, you know. Like how have we become such good friends? We can we can just give the Sunday school answer. You through the chamber, but yeah. you know we hang out, we laugh, we have random text message threads and
3: you say ridiculous things. Uh, yeah. And you shout sometimes. Well, I like. Can that you shout he does I, sometimes. He, just he makes really me angry. No, right? I, I love it
1: because he makes, like if he feels like you need to be made uncomfortable, then he's yeah. going to make you uncomfortable. It's, right. it's glorious. And it's, it's so much fun when it happens. Not to me, but when it happens yeah. to other people. <laughs> I've never had to regulate Roman. No, Roman, no. Roman
2: and I get along well, but like the four of us sitting around this table, uh, I can point back to the chamber as yeah. a starting point.
1: Yeah, Adjacent. But then, you've got to like take it from there. That, but right, exactly
2: Exactly right. You can't just. I, I use church a lot as an example because I'm there a fair amount, but you can't just go sit in the pew, and never talk to anybody, and and hope that yeah. somebody is just going to come up to you and take you under their wing and yeah. sherpa you into this beautiful new organization of of people, places, and things without any effort.
3: You yeah. know, it's it's interesting though. So you grew up here, yeah. and so you you had the same group of friends. One could argue that it might be harder for that group to meet. New people because sure. it's easy to stay closed in, right? So I see like back in my hometown, uh, at Des Moines, I still have my longest tenured friend is third grade. I moved to town to Des Moines in third grade. I show up to school with a calculator watch thinking I'm cool and I'm the biggest nerd in the room, right? But we're still buddies <laughs> even though he makes fun of me for that to this day. Perfect. But I, when I go back there, there's a lot of my, my family, my siblings, some of them have the same friends. They've yeah. expanded, right, because they've had kids and this and that. But a lot of them, they still hang out with that same group of people. Like, they're very close still, even after high school. But if you move, mm-hmm. then you can maintain those friendships, but you generally are going to have to make new yeah, yep. or you're going to yeah. be
2: lonely. Like- well, there's there's seasons in your life too. You know, now that your oldest is graduating out of volleyball, just bring and that, up. And it's that sad. I know that's great. It's okay. wonderful seeing them grow up. Okay. But you know, you're not going to have those same volleyball couples. And if they keep the you know the parents they're if they if they keep hanging out, then yeah, that's a great friendship. But yeah. there's seasons of life. You know, yeah. um, switching churches for me, switching softball teams, different golf groups. Um, you know, just just. Different interests as you go through life. And you've got to know that it's not a bad thing to switch friend groups out. It's not that you don't like them anymore. It's just that you're growing and the season yeah. of life life has
1: changed. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to transition on to kindness and leadership since oh, we're all talking about leadership. It's <laughs> both. Exhausting. Both of you guys have some interesting takes on this, so I'd like to hear your thoughts. Bo, you've spent a lot of time on the importance of kindness and Matt. You've been one of the leaders in business leadership and faith leadership and talent. So, Bo, let's start with you. Talk about the kindness project that you worked on and where that's taken you to this point.
3: Man, I I could have never forecasted where uh, kindness, what it would do for me or change, right? So, I think I've always been a fairly kind guy. Uh, I, I try not to be judgmental. I try to be inclusive and things like that, but... So when uh, I, I saw a fellow agent from another community had signed on for this organization, this non-pro- national nonprofit, and it had to do with these wristbands, and uh, it was called the Kindness Revolution, and the concept was just made sense to me. Like, okay, you can it's like giving the shirt off your back. You have a, br- a bracelet. You catch somebody doing something nice, you hand that off to them, and by paying the Kindness Revolution to be the kindness ambassador in the community, they allowed only one, and um, it wasn't like exclusive rights but it it was amazing what it did because it it took off fairly quickly and next thing you know being recognized as the either CKO the chief kindness officer or the uh, uh, CEO of kindness of uh, i i couldn't think of anything better to be associated with and yeah, what a cool right? legacy like, it's that's it's amazing. crazy and then uh, where that took me like i would have never forecasted because i was I was positioned as a nice guy, as a college graduate or college dropout, to do a keynote or the commencement speech at yeah. a graduation for college because it does make sense. <laughs> but they didn't screen me. That's a whole other deal. <laughs> um, but it's it's been a really neat thing to be associated with. We we don't. I, I give money locally now instead of a national nonprofit. But I I I. It was never intended to like change my life or grow the business huge or anything like that i just thought this is this makes sense we Mm -hmm. need basic manners in this world right yeah i mean i've i've seen bullying i've seen all kinds of problems that that it could be fixed um and so yeah i i hope to continue that legacy if you will and be known as a, a fairly kind guy once upon a time, Matt called me Iowa Jesus, and I'm, I'm going to hold on to that. Oh, it's <laughs> because you can't see it. He has really long hair. <laughs> <You're> so lying. <laughs> oh, it's just receding by the second. Here we go. Yes.
1: So, Matt, you devote a lot of your free time to faith and business leadership development. So tell yeah. us about what you do and why you feel that's a good use of your valuable free time.
2: Yeah, thank you. I, uh, those are really kind words. I would have never uh, thought of myself as a leader in, in those two things. Um, you know, when it comes to business development, business leadership, we, we utilize, um, the chamber leadership program as, as, uh, as a big conduit for that, being able to, to develop yourself as a communicator and as a person, uh, and then take that new and improved newly, uh, renovated, uh, eyes opened person back into your workplace and, you know, the journey of a thousand steps or the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step and you can't eat an elephant without starting with one small bite and, you know, all those (laughs) cheesy sayings. But when it comes down to it, when it comes to the professional side, um, yeah, knowing yourself, knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are and taking that back and saying, you know, this is me. This is how I would do great. This is how I do bad. And uh, just kind of acknowledging that Um, when it comes to the faith side, you know, i I don't have a family. I don't have kids. So, diving in headfirst to uh, multiple organizations has just kind of been my thing. Um, the faith community is, uh, is really vibrant here in Hutch. It, it really We have is. a lot of great churches that work well together. It's really not a competition, it's, it's more of just a group of people that are trying to do their best. And, um, you know, I'm at Crosspoint, and we really try to go by um, just doing the right thing when you have the opportunity to and we look at church in our faith community as more of a hospital for the sick than a fortress for the righteous so plugging yourself into a church where you know everybody could use a hand every now and then um it can go a really long way and uh that's the way i view it and um it's it it has worked well for me (laughs) And and it's it's good for me that fills my soul up so
1: yeah, you and know, I've had some good conversations about faith over the last mm-hmm. couple of years, so I appreciate all that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's not my job to judge, you know. God put us here to love on each other and and do what we can and have the conversations when we can. And it, you know, it, yeah, it's my pleasure. <laughs>
1: what, what I think about what's interesting is as I'm listening to both of you guys here, is you know, we talk about how you know the three of us are in a group, and we've got a few other guys that we've we've gotten that group, and opening yourself up. Um, and joining, you know, just saying, I'm I'm just going to expose my vulnerabilities to this group of guys, um, or group of people that are in this, in this group with us. Um, has opened a lot of conversations. Like when we went, we all piled in a car and went up to the Twin Cities here recently, and we laughed the whole way up and we talk about what we all talked about in the car.
0: I was going to say, was it deep and meaningful conversations? That
1: was the
2: most shallow conversation the five of us (laughs) have ever Ever had. had. Ever Ever had. It was one topic and a lot of fart jokes. Okay. And that's, I mean, honestly... I mean, if we're well, we can serious. talk about
1: how great what we
3: are. At in the things, vehicle, stayed in the vehicle. Yeah, but
2: I'm not. I'm not sending the GIF out to everybody. <laughs> GIF out to everybody. William
1: and GIF GIF <laughs> whatever. So I got a question. So, what important rules have you guys learned about business that will that has made you successful to this point?
2: Number one, with a bullet, be honest. Just be honest yes. with, with yourself, with your clients, with your community. Um, You don't want to deal with liars. I've never wanted to personally or professionally. So, you know, be honest, shoot straight and be yourself. 1A for me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think authenticity is a really important uh, thing. Uh, I I would also say as far as any success that I've had in my life has been because I've got support uh, at home has been really important, obviously. And I have been surrounded by most incredible people, um, talent wise, coworkers, coworkers, um, extension of my, my business, you know, the, the home office people, the leadership, uh, that I- investing in people, investing in, in those that work with you is a really important thing that, uh, because nobody's successful on their own. Right. Uh, and then, you know, if you're in a, a customer facing type of thing, taking care of your customers is super important, right? And it's only, it, it's only getting more and more challenging mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to, you know, wow, a a customer or a client and deliver this just unparalleled client experience. So, Mm -hmm. but if you try, if your intentions are right, uh, taking care of people. And last thing I would say as far as success, um, and it's something I didn't know until I moved here was truly plugging into a community. You know, there are some serious consequences of caring for your community and they're good consequences has a negative, you know, tone, I guess, but it's not, it's positive. Mm -hmm. Uh, People, I've I found that in this community, people want to do business that people uh, with those that are invested in their community yeah. and give back. And yep. so, give back. We, we this isn't about how much you take in life. Um, You know, it's nice to have reward along the way, but giving is means a lot more.
2: Yeah, I, it just kind of dawned on me that you know you're not really known for what you've taken in life. No. You're going to be known for what you've given back, and that. That's deep. That's that's Zen moments right there with Bo. <laughs> zen with Bo. Zen with Bo. Oh. I with Jesus. So, so uh,
0: for the two of you, what about the future? Are you most excited about
2: my friends? I love everything that my friends are doing. Like, gosh, I, I get so much energy from from my people, my tribe, and seeing where that journey is taking them. Um, yeah, it's kind of a corny answer. But, uh, I, I, I I love seeing that and investing in them. And, and I know that they invest in me too, but it's just, I, I love seeing what the future holds for my friends, kids for, you know, our businesses that are taking off. And, uh, it's, there's so much to be thankful for that, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see where, where life takes us at this point.
3: Yeah, that's, uh. I, I think I'm really excited about the, the unknowns because I don't know what that next chapter is going to like feel like, mm-hmm. right? Going through lots of change. Like we're not going to be empty nesters in a couple of years. We're going to be down to one in two years, which is really, really <laughs> weird. That's
2: weird to think about. For and, you.
3: and I can't even, I mean, I, I can't even imagine that, but I could, in the next segment, I could have like grandkids, right? I, I mean, there's just mm-hmm. so much that's going to change. So I think the unknown for me is very exciting. Um, but also knowing that if, you know, if I'm, if I live, you know, and, and there's a, there is things, there's going to be some awesome opportunity for, for my wife and I and our, you know, extended family and this and that. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm excited about all of it going forward. Um, watching the business continue to grow, you know, changes in our business, adding new people. There's a lot of things that are going to happen and it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think for me, it's it's a lot of what Matt was saying. Just like that next step of what what all's to come. Seeing everybody's you know passions grow and stuff like that. It's been it's been a wild ride to this point, and I'm I'm always excited about what's coming next. I try not to live too much after, like Jill was saying, live too much in the in the past anymore. Yeah. So kind of letting that go and just getting excited to what's next. Yeah. What about you, Jill?
0: I you know it's it's hard it's hard to answer fourth. Right, yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of just, what I'm just thinking. Just do the,
2: is, just do the William and say, well, I'm going to just riff off of you tune.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was a tough start. Come on. No, oh, but well. I mean, it, it, a lot of a lot of what you guys said, and and you know, I've always been excited for myself. Um, not to I'm, you'll see where I'm going with this, but yeah, I'm very invested in my friends, and I love to see where they are going. But my life up until very recently was appropriately and wonderfully status quo. Mm. I was focused on my child and my job. And I did a damn good job at both of those for a long time. And now I've entered in this new adventure of merging families and I've got teenage boys running (laughs) around the house and I've got a nine-year-old trying to be a teenage boy and I've got a relationship that I'm like really, truly invested in for the first time ever and I'm in my 40s, right? And I had no idea what... I thought all these songs about love and all these movies about love I was like don't they have fabulous imagination <laughs> <laughs> my entire life I'm like great good for them but it doesn't exist yeah and guess what it does exist and so i'm just really excited Like it's been going really well and do I think there are going to be hiccups and do I think one day all we're going to walk in and all the boys are going to be wrestling and someone's going to end up with a broken wrist (laughs) or something? Probably. But but it'll be what it'll be, right? And it's all good human experiences and all of them are learning great things. I was blessed to have a child but only one. And now he gets brothers and all the... (laughs) shenanigans that ensue from sharing a bathroom <laughs> with another human being and right sure. it's just good human stuff happening in my life right now so yeah, yeah i like my life i i, I
3: would like to add because I, yeah. I really focused on kind of me and my wife but i i am really excited i you know watching the world through the eyes of a child has been really a cool thing oh, but yeah. i yeah i cannot wait to see the next few years like going off to college for my daughters and this and that right all those First, that they're about to have all of those new experiences and and some very different than I ever had, some maybe somewhat parallel. That's going to be completely amazing. I mean, wake up this morning to a text. I got accepted to so and so, right? So, I the know. first that's college cool. admission or acceptance letter. Was it an IMA? Um, no. In Minnesota, Thank you, Jesus. and uh, so <laughs> yeah. so that's so like that's so cool, right? And then yeah. and last night we had our our senior night at volleyball, and it was it was a blubbery mess. You should have seen it after the <laughs> match. It was intense volleyball, and then we got done, and then all the the juniors say something sweet about the seniors, and they've been they've played volleyball for years, and it's just a sobbing mess. And you are <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I can't go through this, you know. Yeah. But so uh, I think I am really excited to watch that. Watch them chase their their passions. Oh, yeah. Their dreams.
2: Yeah, it's really weird seeing youth group kids that I've had now, you know, kick off into college. Some of them are getting married. Some of them are having kids. And it's like, you're always going to be a snot lowest little sixth grader (laughs) that I threw a dodgeball at. And I saw the fear of God in your eyes when (laughs) I did that, you know? And now you're all like in college and grown up and like putting out CDs. And it's like,
0: and hoarding dodgeballs in their what garage in the just world? waiting for you to walk by. I know,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And
2: That's I'm just great. sitting in my basement eating pizza rolls and doing podcasts with my friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. It's been very echoey. I don't know if anybody else has heard like a couple of things slam behind us. We're doing this in my kitchen. Yeah. And uh, or in the dining room area, and it's just kind of loud and echoey, and I've heard maybe a door slam behind us, so the kids have really kind of stayed out of the way, which has been perfect. I
0: think that the phenomenal conversation that's been going on is gonna just overshadow any background noise, oh, so gonna, I wouldn't worry. I'm gonna
2: troll this but, so bad on the I'm gonna set up like <laughs> fake usernames and be like, what's with that weird sound in the background? <laughs> <laughs> what's with Mo crying
1: all the time?
3: <laughs> I'm turning into a puddle the older I get, I'm telling you.
1: Well, never ever cut your hair. Well,
3: I, uh, I can't.
1: You can't now. It gives me a visible inch. It does. He needs the Invisible inch Invisible so. or visible? Visible. adds an inch. A visible inch. Inch. Yeah. I inch. heard I itch. I thought itch too. That's oh. itch. I'm like, no, an inch. I What's that visible
0: itch? No, that seems like it's, a doctor's concern. <laughs> that
1: seems like that, you know, podcast for the after dark situation. Yeah. <laughs> sounds so like, we're, <laughs> sounds okay. like we're going to Walgreens next, <laughs> Bo. <laughs> well, fellas, I, I want to say thank you to both of you guys for being on the podcast today. As always, great conversation. So thank you both for taking time out of your busy schedules to be with us today. So yeah, thanks narcos. for having us. Yeah, perfect. To keep up to date on future podcasts, you can follow us on our Facebook page, Hometown Conversations, or on Twitter at h Convos. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We look forward to being part of your day.